Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to a special video episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is a podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. You know, even though we're living in different cities and we're apart, we thought it still might be fun to do another video episode, even though yeah. we're recording remotely. Um, just because for a this regular is just going to be a really fun topic. <laughs> you know, it's like 432 or whatever, however many episodes we've done on this podcast. And this is the first time we're doing, I would consider, a regular good old-fashioned episode uh, as a video. Usually we only dedicate the video episodes to the centennial, the 100, 200, 300. So I thought it would just be fun if we did a classic topic. This is shoot 'em ups today, um, which is sure to be a really fun playlist and episode. So yeah, let's throw the videos on. Uh, once in a while, it'd be fun to to do this. So, how's everybody doing out there? Um, Will, how well, you are know, you doing? I'm doing, gr- I'm doing really good. Uh, <laughs> Sounds you know, like it. Th- this is our, I think, second or third week here in Chicago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Emma and I are just loving it here. We really feel comfortable in our place, and we really like our neighborhood. And I'm just kind of, you know, antsy. I'm waiting for yeah, my classes I hear to you. start up, and I. I starting to feel a little bit kind of like i need something to do do you have the cabin <laughs> so fever setting this in? podcast today um i wouldn't say cabin fever because we do go out pretty much every day and we walk yeah. around and this is a beautiful area it's more just that i don't really have any projects to work on i don't have yeah. anything i'm required to do i'm not really working during this month so it's so hey let's record a podcast episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> well guys uh today's topic is shoot 'em ups uh, and that is such an amazing topic when you think about the music. It's kind of a broad genre within, I would say, action games. But what's so funny is even within shoot 'em ups, I would say there's like many sub sub genres within that. Uh, we'll touch on a, a couple of them today. One thing I did want to mention: there's so many great games and scores we couldn't feature today. Um, I tried to actually make it so that only one track per game would be allowed. And actually, now that I'm looking at the playlist. It's one track per series, which is pretty insane. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff that couldn't make this episode. One thing I wanted to give a shout out recently, we had an episode on that Cute 'em Up series, Twin Bee. Um, that is a sub subgenre of a shoot 'em up. We thought since we had that whole episode, there's no Twin Bee today. There is something representative, a different series of the Cute 'em Up sub subgenre. So we'll touch a little bit on that today. Um, but I think everybody knows what a shoot 'em up is. Basically, it's it's when the primary aspect of the game is shooting things. You're being shot at like crazy. You have to shoot all kind of things around you. Many times the screen is scrolling either horizontally or vertically. Yeah, and I'd say for the most part, it seems that every single game on this list is uh, it's like a flying form of shoot 'em up, or a game yeah. where um, it, rather than something like Contra, which is like a side scroller shooter, mm-hmm. um, is probably how you on consider foot. that, or like Metal Slug would fall into that category. It's a good point. Uh, these we did are not all, include any on foot games. Most of today. these are space shooters, and um, whether they take place in space like something like R-Type, or whether they're more like flying in, in the a sky. jet plane like Salamander. Yeah. We have a lot today, and oh my God, we have some amazing music to get to. Some absolute classics that we've loved for years. Some new stuff we've never played before. Let's dive in, shall we, Will? Let's do it. Okay, what you guys heard playing in was Sky High. That's from a game I had not been familiar with at all. It's called Ibarra. 
And that was composed by a person I am familiar with, Shinji Hosoe. That came out for the PS2, started things off with a really rocking energy. Let's go into the next track. This is a classic for the podcast. We've loved this for years. Um, a great kind of jazz, funk, fusion, really laid back, groovy score, actually, to this game. It's Galaxy Force 2. And this particular track Ooh, called Alone Fighter was composed by Katsuhiro Hayashi. Let's take a listen. Just a taste, guys. That is Alone Fighter. Ah, oh, that's a classic from Galaxy Force 2. That's how Force we like two. our FM music, right? <laughs> that's how we like to start our episodes. That is Arcade, original Arcade soundtrack there. This particular piece was by Katsuhiro Hayashi, a classic Sega composer. Um, I will say a very different vibe and style and tempo uh, when we think of shoot 'em up music, but I love this track. It grooves. Yeah, I have four things to say <laughs> about this piece of eight music. eight things to say. <laughs> In that Part one A, that it's jazzy, it's it funky, it's fusiony, and it's fun. Um, Ooh, in that order, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I would agree with that. It's so much Carl, fun. Can I you mean, put one up thing, little graphics when I when I say I, each of those sure. words. <laughs> uh, you got it, man. Just because you asked <laughs> nicely. Kidding. Yeah, I mean, so much of this music uh, for shoot 'em up games. There's such a strong tradition. It really rivals any other genre of video games as far as a clear and strong tradition. All the music today is very fun, very exciting. Even if it's a little more laid back, like something like this, uh, Galaxy Force Two, it's still very energetic. I mean, busy bass writing, very limber and active. It's just, it's still a very busy piece of music. Even even if I would consider the overall style to be a little more chilled out than what we're going to hear a lot today. Well, I also love some of the density of the chords. A lot of these chords are diatonic, but yet they're fully fleshed out, often with sevenths and ninths and sixths. Just a little bit of that jazziness, really, man. Yeah, it's really rich, but it has this sort of somber melancholy quality to it as well that yeah. I'm really fond of. And yeah, I agree, Carl. It's this something... isn't sort of the status quo for shoot-em-ups or space shooter games. I agree. But it's a particularly lovely sound, and I think it, it definitely would fit well with that kind of gameplay, particularly when you think about the rate of speed for the scrolling screen is often yeah. a little bit gradual, and the frenetic energy comes from the amount of enemies often on the screen and just how fast you have to be moving from projectiles. But most shoot-em-up 
games, the screen tends to scroll very slowly. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that um, when you're finding the tempo for a piece of music, uh, particularly in media, when it's meant to accompany something, that's one of the most important elements to make something feel right is that it has to, whether it's a groove based piece or any kind of composition, the tempo has to be in sync with well, the Well, I gameplay. haven't played Galaxy Force 2, but from what I've seen, I think the, the tempo of this piece matches the, the game perfectly. And there is a little bit of that kind of slight sadness that you get in a lot of Hayashi music. And so what a great composer. Let's move on. Now, this is a, a video episode, which means we're not really doing any editing. So if I make some flubs, it's just going to be in the episode. We'll do it live. So here we go. The first flub of the day, most likely. Well, you're going <laughs> to... You're gonna have to help me out with this. Oh this my God. is this is a game called Do Don Pachi. I got that part right. Sai Dai Ojo is maybe the best I could do. That's the I name think of the that game. That was correct. Thank you. And the track we're gonna play is Ron Stage One. This is a series, and I believe, if memory serves, I'm not an expert on some of these games, but this is developed by Cave, which is a legendary company that almost exclusively makes shoot-em-ups. They're really known for shoot-em-ups. Now, this is a sub-sub-genre of shoot-em-ups called Bullet Hell. And so we wanted to uh, have some representation of that today. So let's take a listen to Ron, Stage 1, composed by the very prolific shoot-em-up composer, Manabu Namiki. going to give you guys a taste today of this music in order to have time for everything and if you like this stuff go and check it out on your own this is ron stage one from here we go do don pachi sai dai au jao and this is composed by manabu namiki a name that we're going to get a few times uh, on this episode including the playout so if you like this kind of music stick around for the playout this is another arcade soundtrack I love this. The fact that it's a this banger. isn't track of the week uh, says something about the quality of today's episode. We did not this mess is around. Such an innovative piece of music. What I love about it is that to me, it does feel so video gamey. Just the construction of this kind yeah. of pop melody and how it bursts it's into so that fusion-y. chorus. Yeah, right before we were fading down there, it's really catchy. But the overall production has this kind of club rave quality to it. I with love a, that a so tremendous much. amount of side I mean, chain compression in that four on the floor what kick drum. Club music was or like typical outside of video game music dance music was like, I would I would be at the rave. I mean this is just everything I would ever want. Yes the I mean dance I think beat you just need there. to go to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe. I mean, just the mix of jazz and fusion and funk and dance and just video game music also, all coming together is beautiful. What I love about the, the form of this particular track is it sort of starts off a little bit more harmonically ambiguous. Yeah. Um, even when Very the groove kind of comes in and everything, it's still, th- there's a lot of surprising chords and there's a particular moment that I loved where it resolved to the surprising major seventh chord and it was really delicious and sweet, but then the melody yeah. was hitting this cross relation where it was almost hitting the minor third against the major third of that major seven chord. And it was cool. It was this was particular tasty. style that... Um, it, it didn't quite feel bluesy and it didn't quite feel like a pastiche, but it was just constantly keeping you on your toes and it added a slight element of emotional complexity to a piece of music that's just Absolutely. really satisfying and pure. And then I, I was already so in just enjoying the way it was going. And then mm-hmm. it breaks into this incredibly catchy chorus. And then there's like this <laughs> surprising modulation in the middle you. of the chorus. It's, it's yeah, honestly, it's, really it's the perfect representation of bullet hell. I mean, playing a bullet hell, uh, shoot em up. It's just endless bullets, endless lasers, a barrage at you the entire time you're playing. And that's kind of what this music is in a good way. Uh, and I know Carlos, right. shout out, what's up, Carlos? Uh, he's a big fan of Namiki. So we'll go back to this great composer. Let's now move on to a classic. We're going to go uh, continue our arcade block, but going from a slightly more modern game to a, one of the earliest arcade shoot em ups, really. This is Salamander. Uh, composed by Miki Higashino and Yoshiaki Hatano. Let's take a listen to Fly High. Short and sweet. That's all we got. About 34 seconds of a loop there. This is Fly High from Salamander for the Arcade, composed by Higashino in Hatano. And uh, this would go on to start basically the, the Gradius series, right, Will? Mm-hmm. It's kind of considered yeah. maybe the first game in that series. Wonderful music, very optimistic and, and bright. And this is uh, a type of subgenre of shoot 'em ups that Will was very. In, influenced and inspired by when he created what's that album called? It's very similar to a game. Super I don't want to get it wrong. Squadron. The only Super reason Star I, Squadron. I don't want to get it wrong because we have a game on the episode today, Superstar Soldier, and it was such a mind block when you released that. I got them mixed up, and I always called it the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, Salamander no. was one of the biggest influences for you, right? Yeah, and Salamander, the game on the NES in North America is known as Life Force. So we may have called it that at some point in the podcast too. Uh, But what I so love about this score, there's so many things. First of all, I love how it seems to capture the joy of flight a lot of we've talked about Mm -hmm. this before but a lot of the melodic intervals have some sort of ascending leap a lot of open intervals in the melody which create this sort of confidence i mean even if you think about like john williams superman theme there's a lot of open fifths in that melody which communicates kind of the 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 strength of superman but i also think the element of flight has something to do with that ascending nature uh but then the other thing that i love about just 
again, the charm and simplicity of this old arcade track in the way that a piece of music like this is presented, it, it's doing two things simultaneously. That sort of triplet backbeat puts it in the genre of like a, a march, kind of like yeah. something like Superman, you know, dun, 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 dun. It, Very it feels exciting heroic, and rousing. Yet mm-hmm. by having these, I guess you could call them drums, the kind of noise channel percussion that we're hearing here mm-hmm. also puts it in the genre of like a rock shuffle in more of like a six eight feeling rather than those being it feels triplets. so comfortable either way yeah either way the, that triplet figuration almost puts in mind the idea of like a propeller in, or a wind turbine something yeah. that would help create the soaring feeling of flying but it's that great thing that video game music can do where in some ways it feels hundreds of years old in some ways it maybe feels a few decades old and in other it's ways timeless. it's brand new such yeah. a great score. Glad we were able to feature something very classic from the early days of shoot 'em ups. Now let's go to something a little more modern. This is from our boy Yosuke Yasui, one of the strongest shoot 'em up composers, I will say. Even though the games he worked on maybe aren't quite as well known, this is a game called Eschados. Uh, we're going to play a track called Rush Into. This game came out for the PC and the Xbox 360. Let's take a listen. That's your little taste of Rush Into from His Shadows. Came out for the PC and the Xbox 360. When doing a lot of research and listening this past week, a lot of fantastic Xbox 360 shoot-em-ups, at least score-wise. I mean, I can't speak to the quality of the games, but some fantastic scores for that system. This is, of course, by Yasui, who we had uh, a really delightful interview episode with. We were able to interview him uh, via uh, emails and then had a translator um, kind of take them. And that was a really fascinating interview. Such a humble guy. I really, I'm yearning for a lot more of his music. I don't know what he's been up to as of late, but there's no one else like him. Just yeah. so joyous. Yeah, so fantastic. And you can tell that he's had influence from people like Katsuhiro Hayashi or Hitoshi oh, yeah. Sakamoto. Absolutely. In, 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 again, this is another example of a rock shuffle. And in, in many ways, this feels like a love letter to some of the tracks that we've already heard so far today and some of the ones <laughs> yeah. that will have yet to come but he has such a rich sense of groove production in harmony i mean one of the opening gestures of this piece is that really beautiful kind of extended dominant chord with the He's sharp the chord nine. master it's that same cross he, 
compilation. He's one of my about. favorite video game composers when it comes to injecting surprising chords that feel oddly natural. Almost every time you hear right. a surprising chord from Yasui, it's always this reaction from me. Oh, when, that was cool. They're they're all out of the handbook of video game harmony. <laughs> every one of his gestures, for as delicious as they are, you can find yeah. a myriad of examples of other composers in in games doing similar things, which is why his music feels bold, confident, but also familiar. And it isn't just the fact that you know he f- he likes to fuse retro chip sounds in with a lot of his music yeah. there is that on a compositional quality totally and particularly harmonically it's it's very much a love letter to many of kind of his japanese composition elders that yeah. we're going to hear on today's playlist absolutely a love letter and we love him so very much uh we may go back to yasui san later in the episode that's cool Actually, we will a couple times. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Okay, uh, let's move on to a classic, uh, considered at least score-wise one of the best shoot 'em up games. Uh, this came out for the Saturn. This is Radiant Silver Gun by the very beloved and highly esteemed composer Hitoshi Sakimoto. Let's take a listen to a piece called Reminiscence. <laughs> go that was a little bit of reminiscence from radiant silver gun man this midi orchestra is fired up the midi conductor is really <laughs> letting them have it here this is so exciting this is composed i don't by know Hitoshi why but i picture Sakimoto. when you said midi conductor i pictured the little paper clip from the oh, old microsoft adorable. word like i, I miss help that you find guy. clip art <laughs> yeah, this is not the sound that we expect from a shoot 'em up game. I can't think of really any other yeah, shoot 'em up game that went for this. Um, I know that there, uh, Radiant Silver Gun, there was a game that was kind of a sequel to that, and I did listen to it. I don't recall it sounding quite like this. I don't know if it was Sakimoto, but man, what a unique voice this gentleman is. This is outstanding orchestral music. Yeah, I mean, it happens he's to be for who... a shoot 'em up. Yeah, he he clearly, he always seems to want to inject a very cinematic quality to his music. It's almost like he can't uh, help himself. Yeah, so often it's orchestral, but I imagine those are the composers that influence him. Yet he is a very versatile, I mean, I remember doing the episode on him. He's a versatile guy. He's written in lots of different styles. I think it's just... It's so notable his contributions, particularly the the chip music contributions mm. that accurately conjure up that orchestral sound. Um, it's just so impressive because there are there are very few composers who write in that style on any kind of FM hardware. I mean, there's just a oh, number yeah. that you could count on one hand. 
I mean, I know that I might be a little biased, but I am a sucker for early Sakamoto era music when he was working with those chips. I just, oh, it's such an exciting voice coming, just kind of blowing past the limitations and just well, so much energy the inside thing that about chip. video game music i mean when we think of some of the gods of game music in the early days that were pioneering things with the technology that no one else was doing i mean you think of a uh, someone like tim fallen or anybody in yeah. kind of the demo scene people that were really focused on getting kind of as much juice as possible out of these primitive <laughs> sounds yeah it's like once the technology improves you almost need a different kind of composer in a different kind of musical oh, for skill sure. that becomes I remember valued. Matt Furness But something's lost because that. there's the imagination that and the challenge. one has to conjure up. Yeah, it, it comes from the challenge. It comes from the limitation. We've talked about this before, but I mean, I think, yeah. I, I think, you know, Sakamoto is a perfect example of someone like that where his early music, it's not that it's any better compositionally, but there's something yeah. novel and innovative about just yep. having the gall to write... Charming a piece of music like that with these certain types of limitations. It's just really impressive. Well, we've already heard uh, contributions from Konami, and we're going to hear another one. I will be honest, one of the first things I thought of when we had this shoot 'em ups episode on the docket was Axley for the Super Nintendo. A really interesting and unique score. Let's take a listen to a piece called Unkai, and this is composed by Taro Kudo. That is good. You guys are listening to Unkai. What an exciting piece of music. This is why we love shoot 'em ups. This is from Axley for the Super Nintendo, composed by Taro Kudo. And I never realized this before, but I will say, listening to this, at least today, this really reminded me of your music, Will. Um, there were so That's many little moments. Overall, I think you've gone for this kind of rousing, exciting VGM style a lot. Um, but there are these little moments, whether it was with the organ suspensions and the, the twinkles and the arpeggios. Uh, I could just kind of hear you coming up with something like this. This is a cool. really fun piece. Well, I take that as a compliment because I, I really like this uh, piece of music. There, there's a lot of interesting things, though, as you mentioned. Little harmonic gestures, little moments that are odd and surprising. Yeah. I think it's one of the things that I think so often goes unappreciated about old school video game music. Which is the fact that it's while it is made to be easy to listen, it is not lazy or phoned in. 
obviously I'm not speaking in no. the case of every single video game music composer, but so much video game music, one of the things that makes it interesting to talk about are these little moments of surprise. It's kind of like talking about American popular music that started cropping up in the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. where you started having some of these untrained musicians with real talent in imagination starting to do things that you know the adult generation at the time would dismiss because of the volume or the subject matter of the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, yet something that somebody like Leonard Bernstein did so great was to use his you know sophisticated, educated musical vocabulary to try to explain to that generation why this music being made today was so remarkable because there was so much innovation happening. And I feel that way about particularly this era of video game music, which is there was so much harmonic excitement and innovation and fusion and ingenuity groove. yeah fusion Picking is and choosing word. from so many different traditions oh it's right. just delightful and it works just it also works uh in the tradition of shoot 'em up games you know like it does remind you a right. little bit of the gradius series um but i feel like kudo is injecting some of his own ideas and taking from places that maybe we haven't quite heard in a shoot 'em up score yet yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and when you talk about fusion, it isn't just the genre of like jazz fusion or rock fusion. It's literally the definition of what fusion means. It's the combination right. of various sources. And in this case, they would be musical styles and influences. And some of that is conscious and some of that is unconscious. And it's the result of, I think, a really exciting thing happened um, with the birth of the video game industry, which is that it, it was it was one of the first times in America where you had a big um, proportion of our popular culture being innovated by and created in Japan. Yeah. And I think that was a really exciting thing because you had this beautiful sort of East meets West. You have a uh, kind of in the way that um, America and American sensibilities influenced Japanese game makers and Japanese composers, yet those video games and that music and those yeah. composers then would influence people not just in America, but all over the world. And there's this really cool thing that happened that almost it's like if you blink, you could miss it because people <laughs> were so focused on you know the economic value of the video game industry and they're focused on the technology and what it means for the future. But this really beautiful novel form of new musical art emerged it's one of the things that we were so excited to celebrate when we started the podcast and it still excites us every single week so there you go guys that is a little taste of axley if you for some reason you haven't heard that score look into it because it's quite unique actually uh let's move on to a classic we're going to go from the super nintendo to the arcade here with the original version of area 88 also known as un squadron um, this is kind of a different subset of shoot 'em ups. I would say more of a militaristic theme. Uh, you're not in space, you're in the sky. I would imagine that the pace is slightly slower than some of these space, these crazy space shooter games. Um, and this is also um, a horizontally scrolling game instead of vertical, I believe. So this is composed by Minami Matsumai. Let's take a listen to a classic, Round 8 Marine.
this track keeps going and going, giving you the goods. Surprisingly emotional here. This is Round 8 Marine from Area 88, composed by Manami Matsumai. Uh, this is the arcade version here. This, if I'm not mistaken, is one of the tracks that is not in the Super Nintendo version. There's actually a handful of pieces that, for whatever reason, they, they maybe shortened the game for the Super Nintendo release, or I think they maybe changed some of the stages. Um, but yeah, this is such a great piece of music. I love one the melody. Of, Very yeah, much one of my her great melodies. It's so strong and it's so Capcom-y. I mean, this would be at home in like an SNES Mega Man X kind of title. I definitely hear a lot of influence to Yoko Shimomura. This also sounds like something from yeah. Street Fighter 2. Well, I don't know if you'd agree with me, but there's always something I've been so mesmerized by this melody. It's almost like a really interesting look at having different con- like really high contrast from long sustained notes very few notes per measure to the most fast-paced soloistic flourish of notes you could imagine and she makes all of it feel very natural i mean there's mel- there's right. uh, times in this melody when it feels like she's taking a full-blown solo but it still feels like oddly catchy and and natural and she Man, That's she really just one of her strengths. I think it's because she composes very diligently, um, and she's very, I think, precious about the those few notes being really classic and memorable and iconic well, she, pillars she of notes. She starts the melody Yet, out that way, but right, she but doesn't then it can stick complicate with that idea. itself yeah. because of the arrangement. She wants to make it authentically in a style, but that's why her music tends to be layered with nuanced emotion because that opening melodic phrase is painful and a little bit melancholy and sad, uh, yet it fits in this groove so well. One of my favorite moments is that... Yeah, and that also starts to get more complex It's a very Matsumai-esque B section. You know, when we interviewed her several years ago, we... I was curious about that, in particular, those sort of jazzy B sections that modulate through a series of <laughs> kind of jazzy chord changes. A lot of and two, she five talked ones. about some of her influence, and it's interesting. She credited that type of gesture to Pat Metheny and really being yeah. interested in the music of Pat Metheny, which, which I, is I kind think of funny. is kind of... Yeah, it's, it's funny because that wouldn't have been my first thought, yet it really does make a lot of sense and that also gets to that thing we were talking about about east meets west that we weren't always necessarily aware of the aspects of our culture that were influencing so many of these japanese composers but they also were not necessarily aware of the kind of impact and influence they've had on an entire generation of american musicians so i just i love that kind of stuff where people creating something in earnest um, aren't always aware of exactly the kind of uh, good effects that can come out of their honest work. That is so true. Well, now let's move on to, and I'm not going to get this wrong, Superstar Soldier, not Squadron. <laughs> uh, this is a classic shoot 'em up score for the TurboGrafx-16 featured on our TurboGrafx episode way back in Season 1. This is Stage 1, and it's composed by Nozomi Nakahashi, and Kaita Hoshi. Uh, one question, Will. Was this score at all influential for you, um, or was it just something about that title that that you really liked? I wouldn't say this score in particular was necessarily influential, but space shooters, shoot 'em ups in general were the kind right, of right. style that Carlos and I wanted to emulate for and that And it's so fun project. to have the alliteration, you know? Yeah, and then the name it was definitely a winking tribute That's awesome. to Superstar Soldier because I wanted something that had that kind of classic but fun 
it's like accessible. There's a sort of military it's perfect, thing. Yeah. And then there's the old Japanese kind of everything is super, super this, super that. That, that kind it's of very video know, put it in the 80s, 90s to me. Well, let's take a listen to stage one from Superstar Soldier. Well, this is a classic. This is stage one from Super Superstar Soldier for the TurboGrafx-16 composed by Nozomi Nakahashi and Kaita Hoshi. And this one has a lot of elements of classic video game music that we've touched on before and we've given names for. There was a time when I called that that rhythm the ease bass rhythm. It's that classic rocking gallop. Sometimes in octave, sometimes not. It's featured in this track. The chord, product, chord progression is very classic and traditional. Uh, it's a very textbook piece of video game music. I, they weren't breaking the mold. They weren't reinventing the wheel with this one. But it works really well. It's very exciting and fun. And I wouldn't mind listening to this on loop over and over again as I'm trying to avoid death. <laughs> well, that's good because I think that was absolutely <laughs> the intention. Well, I'm so excited because looking at our playlist here, I see we have another entry from one of our favorite composers, Yasuke Yasui. I have to set both of these up. So this is a one-two punch. I couldn't decide between these next two tracks for track of the week. So I'm going to have both of us decide after we play both of them. Okay, Will, does that sound like a plan? That sounds fair. So the first contender... Wouldn't it be fun if we could do a rock, paper, scissors for the video episode? <laughs> oh, man. I, let's just save that for show and tell, because it's already heated, controversial well, we definitely have to do another one of these videos for show and tell, because I don't know that I'm going to be able to fly back for them anymore. Yeah, it'll. We'll, we'll have to figure that out. Okay, so the first contender, it's another Yosuke Yasui composition, and it's from an Xbox 360 game called Ginga Force, this track is so good. It's the boss theme. It's called Bust a Move Boss. One of the possible track of the week options. Let's take a listen. Oh, Yasui-san loves his modulations. Yeah, Will, Will already called it, guys. You're listening to this week's Track of the Week. It, 
There's nothing that can top this. This is Bust a Move Boss. I can't believe this is a boss theme. From Ginga Force. Once again, composed by Yosuke Yasui for the 360. It's so flippin' good. I mean, this melody is so catchy. This song is very bold, very daring, not a typical progression at all. It's kind of a dark uh, progression. I mean, it's very fitting for a boss. It shouldn't, it doesn't have to be this catchy and groovy, but it happens to be, and that's why I love it so much. It's just a banger. Whew. The other thing that I love, it's this progression of... Um, kind of third relation-y minor chords, which in a different yeah. context would have a very Darth Vader kind of vibe, yet yeah. they're minor seventh chords, so they're like a little it bit softens less threatening. The blow, right? They're a little oh, bit like man. cool and groovy and dancey and fun, but yeah, amazing harmonies, wonderful production. I mean, the second this thing starts, I'm on board and Off I want to have races. a dance party. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is perfect. Wow. Here, another reason why it's track of the week, in addition to how much we just love it as a piece of music, Perfect, perfect, perfect shoot 'em up music. It's endless. It does not break for a second. It's a barrage of joy. It's a barrage of groove and dance. It, everything is happening. Like yeah. if if I looked at the waveform of this, I'm sure it's mastered really loud too. But it'd just be a block yeah. uh, because it's just constant energy, and that's what you need for these kinds of games. It's I mean, you, no you, pun you intended. Open it's a mountain pure life force. <laughs> it's pure yes. life force. Pure uh, pure Ginga force. Yeah, Life it's, Force. It's so strong. I, That's amazing. God, I, I love this piece of music. And I love this I gentleman. Mean, it, I think this might be the greatest thing he's ever composed. I just think it's, it's so strong. It's I would such say a dazzling it might be tied with um, Bless You Boy, which obviously I love a lot. Also, that megalomania, I, I just have a soft spot for that track. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, okay. I mean, I know I love both of those, too, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I was actually... I either wasn't familiar with this or I haven't listened to it out of context, out of right. context of his other compositions, where once you listen to a bunch of Yasue-san's music, you kind of almost become numb to how amazing it is. Right. You're like, well, yeah, of yeah. course he going can do something from, amazing. Like, no offense, going from Superstar Soldier, which it's a great track, but it's just so textbook. You know, going from that to that, it's just like, what just happened? Like, your eyes just opened, and you're in this other plane. Uh, well, no also, like, okay. over a decade you yeah, know that helps transpired between the two tech technology wise so. a little bit okay so let's move on to another classic track and this is an absolutely textbook uh shoot 'em up arcade shoot 'em up track in the best way possible this was a track very kind of near and dear to our hearts and it was very important and influential actually for us when we were working on soaring through the stars this is one of at least for me this is one of the tracks i went back to a lot while working on that project. And so I think this is just classic shoot 'em up music here. It's Battle Garega, composed by Manabu Namiki again, coming back today. Let's take a listen to Fly to the Laden Sky, stage one.
god. Just a taste, guys. This is Fly to the Laden Sky, stage one from Battle Garega by Manabu Namiki, an absolute master. And it's really special to hear, in my estimation, a very influential piece uh, to someone like Yasuki Yasui. I mean, this this has got to be uh, something that he thought about when he was working on his shoot-em-up games. But, oh my god, it's just so twinkly and groovy, and that bass line is just... It will never cease to make me dance and smile like a fool. Just, It's just so funky. Almost funkier than it should be. It's kind of distracting how funky it is. But I just love all the colors in this track. I love all the twinkles and the hard panning. and uh, yeah, The melody I mean, is very uh, soloistic. It, it's not a particular catchy melody, but the groove is undeniable on this one. And it's great. I mean, it kind of reminds me, especially of what we were going for, with that uh, soaring through the stars, yeah, there's a soloistic nature, isn't there? Album, yeah. There's there is something sort of improvisatory, but really satisfying about the melody here. And I yeah. love the production. I love all the instrument variety. It's really cool. It also reminds me of a Fallen Brothers track, just Ooh, for how cool. busy and intricate everything is, and how amazing and how much human personality is injected into well, Will, this technology I noticed here. One thing, instrument-wise, there's this kind of really hard metallic sync lead that i don't know if you noticed but yasui actually uses that same instrument a lot in his tracks it sounds kind of like an fm type instrument um i didn't mention but that is an arcade score that we just played Well, the other thing i i think it's fair to say like that can be the old school track of the week and the king (laughs) of force is maybe like the new school track of the week. i love that that's perfect okay now this is hilarious we're going to go to something so different i did give a shout out to the series that we focused recently on twinbee which is a series of cute em up games. It's kind of like a shoot 'em up, but it's just cuter, I guess. Uh, we're gonna have some some other kind of representation from that sub genre. This is Super Fantasy Zone, which I always forget is a cute 'em up game. Uh, you know, a bro- broadly speaking, it's some type of a shoot 'em up. I always forget that. Um, it's just it's just unlike anything it else. It seems like it would be score. a puzzle game, like Jewel yeah, Master or something. Exactly. Uh, this is such a cute score. Let's play one of the Latin pieces that we love. It's Mango, composed by Naoki Kodaka. That's one of my favorite Sega Genesis tracks of all time. You guys are listening to Mango from Super Fantasy Zone, composed by Naoki Kodaka. And it was so delightful that he got the opportunity to work on this game because it's not the the typical sound or style that we think of for this composer. A lot of the games he was tasked with before this game had, you know, really required a very different musical style. And so it, it seems to me, listening to this, that he really had a fun time stretching out with this. Um making it fit in the Fantasy Zone series, but some of his original music, some of my favorite stuff in in the series, um, it's not something you get on the Genesis all that much. I mean, there's a couple of other instances of this. This does kind of remind me a little bit of 
maybe something like the data select from Sonic 3. There's a couple yeah, of really sure. fun kind of Latin <laughs> pop moments we get on the Genesis, but almost nothing is as good as Mango. Yeah. Very Sonic-y. It is very Sonic-y. It sounds like something that could be in a special stage and... Ah, it's great. I, I love any kind of um, genre-specific flair on the Genesis just because it, it kind of – it just ends up being so cute because yep. the Genesis has such a specific – the FM sound really is limited in terms of what it's able to express emotionally. So I just love yeah. hearing it go for something so earnest, whether it's a samba or an orchestral thing or a bossa nova or just any kind of thing that's like taking it out of its sort of stock comfort zone. I yeah. really love hearing because it adds like a sort of charming innocence to it in a way that it wouldn't if it were realized with actual instruments because it would just you'd almost take it for granted it would well oh, it yeah. sounds the way it's supposed to but there's something cute about hearing your little so computer cute. try to <laughs> <laughs> and also i couldn't resist this piece. um i knew that i wanted to to kind of pick take a pause with the twin b stuff since we had that whole episode but i was like right. oh if there's an opportunity to play a super fantasy zone track just know guys i'm never not gonna take that chance i mean this this episode in a lot of ways was kind of an excuse to put together an outstanding like an embarrassingly outstanding uh, playlist of video game music i mean it's just so so good so many of them are classics that we've played before but if there's an excuse to put them all together and have a different lens carl I'm i had a really it. random idea but i'd love to hear that particular track um covered by christoph Herall from oh. the Rayman Legends and that Origins random. series. I but could, I I could just imagine that, that quirky and eclectic blend of instruments and sounds that those soundtracks have. This particular melody actually reminds me of something from those games. Well, you know. know what that makes me think of, which is a little bit less random than your thought, is that I would love to hear a collaboration by Naoki Kodaka and Christoph Ra. That would be an absolute treat maybe we could why is that less random that seems equally as random well you already brought up christopher all and we so were you're just running with my train but still gonna throw me under the bus not okay, random at all yeah man that is such a fun piece of music well let's go back to something classic and you know i actually may have lied earlier this might be the only instance where there's more than one track from a series but i didn't I didn't quite realize that because we did play something from Salamander, which I don't know if it's officially part of the Gradius series. If it is, okay, we are playing something from Gradius 2. It felt wrong to not play something from an actual Gradius game. So we're going to do that. Uh, another Konami track. This is Burning Heat, which is stage one from Gradius 2. Let's play something from the NES. I don't think we've had an NES track today, so we have to do that. This is Burning Heat from Gradius 2. He only needs 24 seconds. Doesn't need anything else than that. Burning Heat, Gradius 2 for the NES. The composers, we have Hidenori Meizawa and Yuki Morimoto. Will, this track is so Both nostalgic classic. to me. It brings me back not only to the early days of the podcast, but 
playing video games as a kid. This might not have been one of the games that we played, but it captures that era. I want you to take us back, Will. Put yourself in the shoes of when you started to really get into NES collecting, playing these games, loving these scores. What was it about a score in a game such as Gradius 2 that you that made you fall in love uh, back in that time? Well, I think it was the unabashed sense of fun that everything on the original <laughs> Nintendo had. That yeah. along with imagination. It's like every yeah. game was inventing its own genre. And there was this yeah. sense of innocence. You know, a sports game wasn't you know, Madden 93, or it wasn't, you know, the <laughs> 17th in an installment. It would just be called golf. And it's just like I, the idea that it was just such an open terrain. And there's like, uh, I don't know, that, the that's sky's so the exciting limit, no to pun me. Intended. And the fact that everything is colorful and it looks like a toy and the imagination of the music, like just the whole time you're playing an NES game, at least for me, it's like, I can't believe this is even happening. I put this weird <laughs> little plastic thing inside another plastic box and you just get joy and now yeah there's this remarkable cute thing coming out of my television beautiful sounds beautiful this sounds like an ad for an nes back in 1985 but but i just i I I don't know i love the imagination and i love that feeling of it it's to me it's the same charm as like playing a vinyl record where it's like i can't believe that there's no digital, there's no ones and zeros happen. Like we're just yeah. looking at a disc spinning on a table, going through a needle, and it's making music. I feel the same way when I play, you know, retro consoles. Yeah, I totally agree. There is so much about this track that is fun and imaginative and exciting. You just I when you listen to this piece of music, it feels vast and open. You can see the sky. And you can just imagine how right. incredible it would feel to well, be going through the sky in a jet, you know. And we've talked about this before with the Gradius series, but what Miki Higashino did with Life Force that was, I think, replicated by so many composers, the idea of these really iconic melodic riffs. Yeah. You know, that it's just that really memorable. And it, and it whole captures series. this beautiful sense of soaring and flight. And you have these great chord progressions with the flat six, flat seven chord. And then also, um, I really like in that sort of secondary development section, you get one of my favorite sort of chord constructions. It's basically like a dominant seventh chord with the seventh in the bass um if you were to picture like c over b flat or b flat over a flat i really like that sound it's very filmic you know something else a little bit like john williams or something but it has a very 80s sound to me as well it makes me think of like the moon from ducktales and well there's there's one more thing i wanted to shout out about this track burning heat that i love and the b section i guess i would call it the bass rhythms another shuffle if you think of what's cool about about it though is if you think of like groups of two eighth notes duke 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 in overall like shuffle context duke 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 there's something so funky and groovy about that definitely it's one of the things that makes this burning heat track yeah it's like it's a really rich polyrhythm that's happening in the middle of this groove it's kind of having that two against three that's such a cool thing and i love composers because that wasn't necessarily an easy thing to do on the NES. In fact, Mm -hmm. most pieces of music tend to either decide if it's a duplet groove or a triplet 
groove, that means if it's duplet, you're going to get, you know, quarters, eighth, sixteenth notes. Yeah. And if it's a triplet groove, every eighth note subdivision will be a triplet. Um, even, I mean, even that kind of language exists to this day with trackers, that it's, it's actually a little bit harder to have duplets against triplets without doing specific sort of delay commands and everything. So right. the fact is, it's like that polyrhythm and that you have, to have a smaller groove grid, and yeah. exciting yeah it means that composers had to really want to create that it didn't just happen by it was accident. so intentional yeah yeah and and part of that is uh trying to uh um i guess translate original arcade music to the nes when they did a fantastic right, job true. with this score uh, let's now move on back to i guess the slight future all the way to the dreamcast which now to us is so much in the past distant um, past this is a wonderful composer uh yasuhisa watanabe and this is a game called Border Down, which came out for the Dreamcast. And I love this score. He's a great jazz fusion composer. Let's see what he's got to say. This is Bye Bye Mars, Stage 3G. Lovely piece. This is Bye Bye Mars, Stage 3G. Just a taste. It's a quite a bit longer than this. This is from Border Down, composed by a composer I love, Yasuhisa Watanabe. And again, this is for the Dreamcast. And I picked this track because it's one of the Watanabe tracks that is the most video gamey. Um, I love his jazz fusion music, and a lot of it he really stretches out and goes to places you wouldn't expect to hear. Uh, for VGM, but this track I think is a wonderful balance because there's some of these moments in the melody that remind me of other video game music. We mentioned the Sonic series, but there's actually some Sonic moments in the melody later on in the melody in this track, and and then you guys are hearing now and at a real live trumpet solo. How fun is that? <laughs> Not an imitation trumpet solo. This Not is a synth the real, trumpet. actual organic, you know. Yep. Freshly raised, non-GMO. No, uh, this is a great piece of music. I love the chord progression. I love all the surprising. I mean, how fusion-y. My, my instant thought when we started so playing cool. this was, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Because mm. this is a piece of music that it feels v very much of its time, but very much not of its time. And hmm. that it, I think it definitely can sit on the shelf alongside all of this other shoot 'em up music. Um, yeah. Not to say that every piece of music on today's playlist is of the same genre or style, but there's definitely a lot more similarities, I'd say, than there are differences. Um, mm. Even going from an NES track to this one, I mean, you, I'm just hearing certain things about the groove and hearing certain things about the chord progression and certain melodic 
elements here that I'm like, this could be in a modern Gradius game, or right? this could be, or I could imagine one of, I could imagine that you know, Hidenori Miyazawa track done up in this exact production style. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's sort of something that I was struck with, that it's like the, the consistent thing with all of these tracks is just the quality and innovation. And there is something about none of them are super fast-paced and blistering, yet so many of them seem to have a performative quality. Now that word tends to have negative connotations, but I mean performative in the sense that there's something improvisatory or it sounds like a solo or a riff. It's very flowing, very free. And and Will, you, you bring up a good point that at least on this playlist, yeah, you're right. There's not a lot of absolutely shredding, blistering tempo tracks. They they are out there, and I listen to some of them. Um, after we play this next track, I'm going to give a little shout-out of some of the series and, and games, I guess, that narrowly didn't make the cut today because there's some great stuff. But let's move on, shall we? Uh, we're going to go it. to a series that you got to feature if you're doing a shoot 'em up episode. This is the Toho series um, by really a one-man team zun does i think almost everything with these games he makes the games he does the music very talented person this is junya ota is zun's real name Uh, we're going to play something from toho kakidan mystic square and this came out for the pc 98 let's take a listen to kind of a weird title but it's a great track romantic children go just a taste of romantic children kind of an unfortunate title uh from toko kaikidan mystic square composed by zun real name junya ota this came out for the pc 98 if you can't tell by these sounds um and i have a few toho scores uh this happens to be my favorite track uh from the series that that i've heard personally at some point it would be fun to focus on this series the problem is we would need to find i don't know if they're out there arranged versions because i know right now will you're gonna get sick of that episode because if it's nothing about pc 98 sounds i could just see will kind of this happens sometimes you know where like the second half of the episode you're just like i need some variety (laughs) yeah i do get a little bored when it's the same kind of thing over and over again but something that i think we all find very charming about pc 88 pc 98 music and particularly just a lot of the composers that worked on those platforms which is, I guess, to put it crudely, from my perspective, you get the kind of writing that you got on the NES, but with the sounds of the Genesis. It's um, a good so way to I describe love these it. Sort of like catchy '80s power ballad kind Very of poppy. melodies and harmonies, yet 
a little more fleshed out with yeah with these fm sounds that make us think it's a great sound sonic the hedgehog or something i'm an endless fan of pc 9888 music i'm going to give some shout outs to some outstanding tracks that didn't quite make our playlist um i really liked uh bloodstained lake from elemental master uh which is a shoot 'em up for the genesis uh boss from dodon pachi i guess the first was really good Ruined Green from Thunder Force 6, the Thunder Force series. Very sad. Didn't quite make the episode today. Um, I liked Hinder 1 from Darius Burst. And last but not least, um, I liked uh, Chapter 1 from Savalian, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, that is a Super Nintendo shooter. So a lot of great stuff we, we couldn't include today. Let's move on. We have a few left. This one is was a really cool hidden gem. I had never heard this track before. It doesn't sound like shoot 'em up music, but I really, really like it. This is from Super R-Type oh, for great. the Super Nintendo. And I have heard some of the tracks from that score before, but for whatever reason, I never listened to this one. And it's so funky. This is uh, <laughs> as wet as a fish. And let's get the composers here. Uh, three of them. We have Yasuhiro Kawakami, Tokushi Hiyamutu, and Hiroshi Kimura. Let's take a listen to As Wet as a Fish. You guys are listening to just a taste of as wet as a fish from super r type uh this is for the super I'm nintendo thinking something it's... that i don't know if i'm allowed to say but i won't <laughs> just say think it. it and you guys can think along with with will this is led by yasuhiro kawakami some other talented composers as well and yeah this i slept on this track i don't know i've definitely heard super r type before i think i've even played this on ZSNES back in the day and so i'm sure i've heard some of the score but this one, I don't know what's going on in the context of this, if this is some sort of cutscene or something. I can't imagine this is active shoot 'em up music. It's well, too I slow love this and funky, cute little bluesy piano solo. Isn't um, it the Super adorable? Really adorable. This is a track um, that there's more than meets the eye. It kind of takes its time, but some of those later sections, there's a lot of, of really quality and uh, interesting musical things happening. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of this track. Yeah, me too. It's great. But it's also charming. There's something like, I don't know, in the same way the Genesis is cute doing something innocent, the Super Nintendo is cute doing something funky. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like if this were a Genesis track, it wouldn't be cute at all. It would just be kind of cool. That is a really interesting point. Super Nintendo doing orchestral, it just, you take it more seriously. But yeah, we don't hear this kind of music. There's something about that. I think part of it, we also have so many connotations. Like the Genesis 
marketing was always about you know how cool and hip and everything it is and how the super nintendo was lame and a baby's toy i think snes was just about being fun yeah yeah they definitely didn't worry as much about being cool that's for sure but i mean kawakami he he definitely brought some cool hip factor to this i love that melody yeah isn't that like a little bit melancholy and very much yeah i mean i really cool i i I feel like there's a limit to i really want to explore what makes because to me i hear that and i'm like that's such a japanese sounding melody but what about it is it because it's not something yeah. that necessarily draws its origins from Japanese folk music, but it just there's so many Japanese film composers, video game it's composers that, that I feel like would use a gesture like that in a melodic phrase, and I'm so drawn to it. I find it so incredibly beautiful. Well, it's but that I kind can't of quite explain it melancholia thing that Marty touched on one of our panels that is so prevalent in so much Japanese media music. And there is this sense of, this track is a great example. This happens so much in video games. The melody is a little bit sad. And if you were to play it slowly on the piano, you might bring a tear to someone's eye. But when it's on top of, I mean, it's just such a fun combination. Uh, that's very specific to video games. Okay, let's move on to something so fun. And what a treat this is. This playlist is the gift that keeps on giving because we have yet another Yosuke Yasui composition, and it is from Mamoru-kun Curse. I also had to remind myself that that is a shoot-em-up game. It's an arcade shoot-em-up game. Um, I thought it would be fun to play a different track other than Bless You Boy. It's been featured a lot on the podcast. Everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. Uh, Maybe not everybody, but everybody should. Uh, We're going to play another track, maybe my second favorite from Mamoru-kun Curse. This would be one I would love to, at some point, try to learn. Uh, Arcade score here by Yasui. Let's take a listen to Yokai Disco. is a killer piece of music you guys are listening to yokai disco check out this whole score if you haven't mamoru kun cursed the english title is mamoru has been cursed um we play uh, a track called bless you boy from the score and i would love to learn this track one day because i absolutely love it yeah yasui's music is just so unique but also so comfortable uh it just feels like you've kind of always known it in the way that he adds these really spicy jazz fusion surprising chords. He makes it feel so effortless and natural. It's really inspirational. Um, yeah, I am so excited that we're able to include so much of his music today. Well, his music reminds me a lot of that chip tuner we were talking about a couple weeks ago, Naruto. Um, yeah. Which is that it's the blending of a really just... 
audaciously exciting, energetic, rhythmic sensibility and harmonic, just really fast paced, satisfying and delicious chord changes. But there's always a really strong melody that feels oh, central yeah. to the and, chord and also I don't know the piece. Well, I don't know if you would agree, but not only is there a strong melody, but there's this kind of pure, almost innocent folk-like quality to a lot of his melodies. Right. Very it's a video sweet. game melody. It's, it's a, a sweet a, melody, but around it is the most busy, funky, sometimes kind of ominous uh, rhythm section well, and there are colors around it. people that I think are able to do that. Jake Kaufman is another person where his oh, for music sure. always has that duality to it. It's like, for how awesomely it's produced or how groovy or funky it is, there's always something catchy in the melody. And yeah. that is what puts to mind the classic VGM that I think is so often an influence. What I think is so cool about artists like this is in terms of the overall package, they actually are able to transcend their influences. I think yeah. it, it reminds me a lot of it's like, you know, people talk about the Beatles or rock bands and having influence and stuff, but the Beatles to me are the first rock group that actually transcended their influences and that the music they were writing and creating themselves sounded better than the people that influenced them. Mm. Um, and I feel in some ways you could say that about, uh, Yasuke Yasui yeah. in that it's like melodically or Jake Kaufman melodically, they're able to tap into things that composers like Manami Matsumai were doing back in the eighties and nineties. Yet in terms of the arrangement, they're able to do things that only the top, top tier kind of elite programmers were able to ever kind of explore in the combination of all of that in one oh, thing it's just, just so makes exciting that kind of music so exciting so delightful okay guys we have one more track before our playout and definitely stick around for that playout because i did mention before that it is another namiki track you're not going to want to miss but before that let's do something really interesting this is actually a ps1 game has a german title einhander or there is an umlaut so it might be einhunder uh, and yeah, I don't really know much about this game. Anyone who does, let me know. I know that I love this track though. It's called Earthlight and it's composed by Kinichiru Fukui. And it's a really relaxing, beautiful track that is not what I would expect shoot 'em up music to sound like. It's really cool. Let's take a listen to Earthlight from Einhander. This is a killer piece of music. It's so groovy and relaxing. It's Earthlight. 
from Einhander, which is a PS1 shoot 'em up. I don't really know much else other than that. It's composed by Kinichiro Fukui, and it's so, so good. I think I heard a cover of this. It might have been in the Dwelling of Duels community uh, fairly recently, but oh man, this is a, I would say, a hidden gem. When that groove came in with that kind of cheesy 80s Toto meets 90s yes. Hans Zimmer uh, <laughs> yeah. sound, God, it's just so groovy and yeah it's cheesy but right. it just feels so good it i thought this like was a fun show way to end up. or rain yeah. man or like an early yeah. just Dorgy. i know our dad loves the score to true romance he's like i think that music is I so think good it's actually really it's really fitting yeah it's really lame and awkwardly happy yeah this this track almost. man i i don't know i just was i closed my eyes and i turned it up and i was listening to it on my sennheiser headphones and I was just transported, you know, yeah, to hell yeah. another planet. It's just It's so really good. It's so vibey. groovy. I love the chords. I yeah, vibey is perfect. And you have to embrace the cheesiness. I mean it's like we're people you we love to. elevator music. We love old production, music. I wouldn't change anything everything. about this track. Yeah, I mean just cause something is corny, you need to get past that because oftentimes music that we perceive as being cheesy is actually music that's being executed at a really high level. It's just, I think, almost indulging so much in these kind of saccharine cliches. Well, the last thing I'll say about this track is I feel bad I only discovered it recently because this would have been on our PS1 Greatest Hits uh, episode because this is one of my favorite PS1 tracks, I'll be honest. So, Will, to kind of sum things up, how would you describe... Maybe based on this playlist or everything you know about shoot 'em ups, how would you describe the sound of shoot 'em ups when it comes to the tradition that all these different series have coming together in this episode? Well, I think um, if I were to try to distill the essence of shoot 'em ups into a piece of music, I mean, in a sense, that's what I tried to do with Super Star Squadron. Uh, yeah, was to <laughs> so just listen to that, guys. But the thing is, is um, quite truthfully there really isn't one thing that every one of these pieces of music has in common there are definitely commonalities and i think there's a lot of things you could talk about the fact that so many of them are kind of rock shuffle triplet the kind of melodic figuration we were talking about in the salamander um yeah i would say kind of thing but in general i think uh, shoot 'em ups are interesting, and I think it does have to do with that tempo consideration. The fact yeah. that the action on the screen, for the most part, involves a very slowly panning screen, and all the action more or less is stationary movement within that scrolling. Yeah. I do think it allows composers freedom to not necessarily have to be as frantic as the action on screen. In that, that we that definitely really, saw that today. Yeah, we hear music like this that's really chill, and we hear music that's a little There's bit more There's some frenetic. of the tracks on this playlist that, if you were looking at the actual gameplay, you would be surprised based on how relaxing at times the music is. I love that about these shoot 'em up scores. Very jazzy, a lot of funky grooviness on today's episode. We had an absolute blast sharing this. Uh, it was so fun to do this video episode. If you guys enjoy it, let us know once in a while. We're going to try to uh, t- to do this. And so, yeah, if you're listening to this just on our feed, you can head on over to our YouTube channel and check out this as well as some other uh, videos that we have on there. Try to be a little more active on YouTube as well. Um, that's going to be something I'm going to try to do in the, in the next few months here because yeah it's I been really a while miss since we've uploaded playing music together live i know me too I let's, hope that's let's try to do, do something some sort of 
quarantine fall project like that uh, would be would be really cool. Try to put up some fun YouTube videos. Let's do it in we'll August about because it. once school starts, I think I'm going to be pretty busy. <laughs> okay, guys, we're going to play you out with a really cool track from Death Smiles. It's called Burning Halloween Town, composed by Manabu <laughs> Namiki. It's so good. This is uh, this game came out for the arcade and the Xbox 360. That's about it. Anything else you got at the end, Will? I think that's it. I just hope everyone's staying safe and that uh, you're yeah. all in good spirits and healthy. We Thank you so you much best. for tuning in, listening, watching us. We really appreciate it. We love you guys. Thanks for all the wonderful tweets and comments and emails. We read everything. Sometimes we forget to respond. Um, apologies, but we really appreciate everybody in this community. And one last shout out, definitely check out An Evening at the Roost, the Kelly Brothers new podcast on the Mercado Bros Network. Um, it is a really perfect uh, combination if you think about the, the the vibe and the tone of our show the vibe and the tone of that show just really something special we love the kelly so much we love uh the tone of their podcasts very yeah. conversational and v- relaxed and happy if anyone's had the pleasure friendly. to get to spend time with them they also have this disarming quality of you're <laughs> talking to them and you don't realize hours have passed they're being they slowly they're interviewing start to interview you. you yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's wonderful they're just they're lovely folks so yeah you can go to so marcadonet.com to check out all the shows on our mm. network underscore heroes three evening and the roost as well as this show but yeah um props to them and can't wait to see what they come up with next all right guys enjoy this burning halloween town that's it my name is carl brueggemann and i'm will brueggemann have a great week everybody peace out bye-bye